Yo, what's going on, fam? Welcome to In The End Podcast. I have one of my favorite people on the planet here with me. My dog, my brother, from another mother, Mike Harris, is in the building today. What's going on, everybody? And we are at the shop. Perfect setting. Yo, I've known Mike for... Oh, it's been what? It's been like... like seven, eight years now. Seven, eight years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's it's been almost a decade. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, long time. But yo, I kind of want to, I kind of want the people to get a feel for you, for who you are. Um, I know you. I've known you for yeah. a long time. Um, you're one of my best friends on the planet. But um, I kind of want the people to know you. I'm going to give you a little bit of background about the podcast. Um, I titled it In the End Podcast. Right. Because the goal of each podcast is to leave everyone better in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after you listen to an episode, our goal is to make sure that members of Gen Z leave each episode better right. um, than what they came. And so mm-hmm. I just want the people to know just a little bit about you, um, where you're from, what you do, stuff like that. Well, <clears throat> as you said, my name is Mike. Um, 23, I'll be 24 tomorrow. Thank God. Come on. No kids. No, <laughs> no, kids. no major bills. No baby mama yeah, drama. No baby mama drama. <laughs> Raised in a pretty good household, but thanks to my parents. Anyway, I'm 23, about to be 24. Um, I've been a barber for about well, legally, I've been a barber for about two, three years. Um, but I've been cutting hair since high school, just being able to. to I have been it. coming to Mike for those two, three years. I'm <laughs> not a part of any of the illegal years at all. Man, you got to say that in North Carolina because oh. they take it seriously. Yo, because they will be like, yeah. And you'd be like, whoa. Yeah. I've seen barbers get kicked out. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm from Durham, North Carolina. I've been here all my life. I've, of course, done some traveling, but I've never lived anywhere else. Come on, Bull City. Um, <laughs> I love it here. Um, yeah, it's dope. Um, most of my family's from here. Um, like I said, I've known Jan for so long. One of my best friends. He knows me like the back of his hand. Seeing each other grow. Definitely seeing his social media grow. Um, and social media for you is really just catching up. Because yeah. I know you. You're just portraying who you are on a camera. For sure. And um, I'm trying to do the same thing. You know, kind of trying to get myself into the position where I can just portray who I am in front of people with no type of hesitance. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a drummer. I've been a drummer for about 20 years. I've been playing most of my life. Um, I love it. That's my main passion. I love cutting hair, but drums will always take the cake. For sure. For sure. And, and it's because it's easier to connect to God through drums. I'm not saying that you can't through barbering, but being in a church setting <clears throat> where everybody's professional, everybody knows what they're doing. You're not stressing a set list, right. small stuff. You're there, you can do your job, and you can focus on God. Yeah. It's one thing to play drums and focus on flesh and focus on what the good you've done and how good you sound, but it's a whole other thing to worship while you're playing. Yeah, but a lot bro, of you just can't do that. I, I, I wanna, I want us to like take a pause because that's important. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of people can get so caught up in their gift mm-hmm. that they can't delineate between flesh and spirit. Right. Right. Like they can't make their gift worship. Right. But instead, they want their gift to receive worship. Right. They don't know how it works. It's 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 la- it's definitely a ladder to this. God has given you a gift, and it's only fair to give it back to Him. I'm not saying you can't become a recording artist and make your own music. That's on you. God has given you free will. Absolutely. He's also giving you wisdom to do it the right way. But when it comes to church, I hate when musicians and singers and praise and worship leaders and pastors glorify themselves out of the gift that's not even theirs. You know, it's, it's, it's a sad thing to see, but 
I've just, I've always yearned to be around and be one of those musicians where I, my humility takes over every time. You know, I never want the credit. Yeah, bro. And I, I, bro, I feel the same. Like every time I'm on a stage or every time I'm communicating, my goal is never for my gift to receive glory. Right. Um, because I think that if you allow your gift to receive glory, you've stepped into a dangerous spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. because essentially you have done what Satan did to where <laughs> rather than you allowing your gift to reflect the glory of God, you have gotten to a place to where you want your gift to start in, to start to receive right. the glory of God. So you can't outshine the man that gave it to you. Hello. You know, it's, it's like. It's almost like blind leading blind when you try to get behind a pastor that has the same attitude to where his focus isn't ministry. His focus is other things like music. Personal I, growth. I, I know <clears throat> personal growth is more important to their whole congregation. That bothers me, bro. Yo, if you are driven by numbers and like, it's like, nah, fam, you're missing. You're missing the mark. <laughs> you're for missing sure. the entire point. And, and kingdom building is, is should be every leader's main goal kingdom building bringing people to christ and a lot of people don't really realize that the church isn't for us the saved it's for people that aren't saved yes that's a place for us to practice but it's not for us church is not for christians it's not it's not it is for the unsaved (laughs) people people. yeah and and even when COVID first started bro it was weird for musicians we didn't have many places to play yeah and that made or break a lot of musicians because <clears throat> yes, we were making ends meet playing at different churches, but when you know how to maintain your relationship with God outside of church, then you're locked in. Hello. Even though place, you know, place like church is where you do practice it, but if you can maintain that when chaos is outside your door, you'll be blessed for sure. That's for real. Sure. Okay, so we talked about the fact that like you're a musician, but you are like multi-gifted. Like, you aren't gifted at just one thing. Like, do y'all see this? This man did this to my hair. Like, he took me from looking homeless to this. So, like, I want to talk because I I am the same thing. Like, I'm gifted with multiple different gifts. Like, I can communicate. I can do graphic design. I can also sing. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just a plethora of gifts that God has given me. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to sort of talk about how do you manage multiple gifts. It's difficult. For sure. It's difficult because you don't know. You know how they say don't put all your eggs in one basket? Correct. For the longest time, I was putting all my eggs in drums. And then for the longest time, I was putting all my eggs in barbering. So trying to find a balance will always be a struggle. But what makes it easier is praying and asking God where I need to be. Because there may be a season where I need to be in the shop more. Because there's not much for me out in the gigging world or in the church industry or wherever it is that I'm called to play. Yeah. But there are times where it gets difficult because... Those bills don't stop coming and those gigs may not come and, or, and those clients may not book sometimes. So being an entrepreneur is one thing, but bro, I have three, four jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to, but being an entrepreneur and, and, and I'm kind of going off a little bit, but two years ago, two or three years ago was my first prophet. Somebody prophesied over my hands and they told me that I had a gift in yeah. my hands, my have special hands. And back then I really didn't understand because everything I was doing was just, I'm just trying to make some money, but. Now I'm starting to get it. It's like the people that are coming into the shop aren't just looking for a haircut. They're here for me. They're here for what I offer. They're here for the person that I am. And they know that I'm not going to screw them over. For sure. Same thing for drums. I get calls from genuine people and I don't accept every call. I don't want my name written on BS. 
I don't. I don't want my name evolved or around confusion. Yo, absolutely, bro. I'm the same way. Like, I can't, I can't function if there's like not a certain level of order. Right. Like, and I think it's something in me that is just natural and instinctive. Bro, we're businessmen, bro. But there's also something in me that, like, it's also spiritual. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, let's think about it. In Genesis chapter 1, there's a Hebrew phrase when the Bible says that the earth was formless and void. Right. The Hebrew phrase is tohu wabohu. It means chaotic. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) in, In the beginning was chaos. And what does God do? The Bible says that the spirit of God hovers over the waters. It is. And so it's like what God is doing in Genesis 1 is he's bringing order to the chaos. Right. That he is bringing structure to what was once chaotic. Right. He is separating the waters. And I think that like it's beautiful. there's something natural once you reach a certain level of spiritual maturity that is just like, nah, fam, I it's need order. Right. It's second nature <laughs> to need order. It's at the point now to where I have to do the simple things. I have to make my bed before I leave. I have to make sure my shoes are straight underneath my bed. I have to make sure everything is in order so when I leave, I know what I'm coming back for. Absolutely. I don't like leaving <laughs> and coming back to confusion. It's just, it's of the enemy, bro. Yeah, it's of bro. the enemy. And when you're around people, and, and people say cleanliness, it ain't, it ain't in the Bible. Cleanliness, that's the Bible. It is true, but it's not in the Bible. However, it does help to be very clean and very organized and structured about yourself. I think that that's what separates me from most other barbers. I charge what I charge and I do what I do because I'm tedious yeah. at my job. You know, <clears throat> I've seen barbers walk out of barbershops without cleaning anything. Good God. And they've been cutting hair 20, 30 years. They lose that knack. They lose that respect for the industry. They lose that fire that they first had. And for me, I pray to God, never let that burn out. Because yeah. if I want to do something, I'm going to do it the right way. And I want to do it with Do longevity. it with excellence. Right. I want to do it with excellence. I want to I want to keep longevity in this thing because I know for a fact that this isn't just about haircuts. It's not haircuts. It's yeah. more than haircuts, for sure. Yeah, bro. Like, I think that is the thing that, like, a lot of people, it goes over a lot of people's heads. Because your gift is not just what you do. It's not your own, either. You cannot hover your gifts for yourself. It's not meant for you. It's, like a, it is not what you do. Yeah. It, it, it is more than that. Like, God has given you a gift so that thing, so that you don't become identified by that thing. Right, right. But so that thing... So that gift can help you develop who he's created you to be. Right. I became a better human because I became a better communicator. Right. Um, and so since I have wrestled with insecurities in my gift, and since I have wrestled with like feeling like I'm not good enough in my gift, mm-hmm. it has helped me develop into who God has created me to be. Right. Like it helped me realize, like with social media, I, my biggest thing like starting in 2022 was when I really got consistent. But in 2021, around September, I was really questioning God. Like, yo, did you really give me a gift? I know you've given me a gift to communicate, but like, does this thing actually have value? Right, right. And I remember like, Lord, I need you to show me that my voice has value. Like, do I have anything of substance to say to my generation? Mm. And, um, like you mentioned earlier, I recently like started going viral on social media out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I started creating these videos because I wanted to help my friends who knew of Jesus, but who really didn't know Jesus. Right. And so there was these 
videos, every single time that a video hit 100,000, the Holy Spirit would whisper to me, son, your voice has value. Right. It and it helped me understand that when someone's wrestling with insecurity in their gifting, when someone is wrestling with insecurity in their identity, they're wrestling with it because they don't understand that God has given them value from the beginning. From the beginning, exactly. All God was showing me, because there's nothing that changed about my communication style from 2021 till now. Right. Nothing. Right. The only thing that has changed is the fact that I understand that all along, my voice still had value. Absolutely. And so for anybody who has a gift, anybody who has a thing that they feel insecure about or scared about to start, it's like you have to come to a place first right. to where you realize God has already given you value in that. He's predestined. You everything. don't have to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to like find your value in that. Right. He has already given you value in yourself. Right. You have and the tools. in that yeah. you can express exactly who God has called you yeah. to be. It's scary, bro, because you have to go through something. You have to. There is no way to be successful in anything if you're not tried in life. It's inevitable. If you ask, and this is, I had a, a recent Instagram post about this. You got to really be careful what you ask for because God will give you that in the most confusing ways ever. He has, he has humor. Who He knows who we are. He knows what we look for. I asked God, and I'm, I'm just going to share this. I asked God for more clients, right? He gave me the wrong clientele. <laughs> <laughs> about a year ago, he started sending me. Like people that really didn't appreciate the craft, people that just want a quick cut, people that just go out of their way for their own convenience, not really thinking about barbering time, all this other stuff, calling the same day or an hour before, just the stuff that nobody really likes now. Right. Um, Disorder. Except it was like 30 of them, you know? So it's it's like, God, you gave me what I asked for, but it ain't it. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah, it? yeah. And so God is always like giving me dreams and, and things of that nature. Quantity is not always good. It's always got to be quality over quantity. It makes no sense to have 30, 40 clients if none of them respect my time. Absolutely. I'd rather cut that in half, raise my prices, and do what I do um, and build off of that. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm here to serve people, but this is still a job. Yeah. You make my job easier, I make your service easier. That's just how it is. Um, asking him for, for wisdom. It's probably the craziest thing I've ever done because God will not give. He's not going to give you wisdom. He's going to put tests. you through everything. Boy, he's put me through relationship tests. He's put me through guidance tests. He's put me through spiritual. He's put me through music. He's all these things over the past couple of years. Before I started asking for wisdom, I was asking for other things. But wisdom was something for me that I really felt was important. Yeah. So asking him for these things was, OK, I got to get my life together. It wasn't the way I wanted it to, but thank God I've got more wisdom than I had then. But you really got to be careful of what you ask for. The Bible says, get wisdom, though it costs you all oh. you have. <laughs> all you have. Golly. So when you're asking for wisdom, you're asking for God to take over everything. 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 So it's like, oh, you want to know how to steward your money? Okay. Let me take over that. Right. <laughs> you got to be careful. You want to know how to grow in your identity? Let me take over that. Yeah. You want to know how to steward a relationship? Let me let me take over that. 
I told y'all two states up. How about that? It's it's, about it's crazy because you know even though we are young, bro, we're. I was talking to our mentor. We are the radical generation, um, and the generation after us coming up, bro, they are insane. But they are the bold generation. I love it because we need the boldness. Yeah. However, that boldness needs structure. You know, it's no point in being bold and radical if you have no direction, if you don't know exactly where you want to go with it. It's a very dangerous game to play. Yeah, even like some of the people in our generation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have a certain level of just like order and structure and wisdom, mm-hmm. your life, like we talked earlier about Ja Moran. Right. And at this point right now, Ja is like, he's wilding. Bro is wilding. He needs about 24 behind bars. He's... Just a quick 24. Just a quick 24 to let him hum- He needs a Beyond Scare Straight episode. <laughs> yeah, he needs a Beyond Scare Straight episode. Bro is like, That's he's he wilding needs. at this point. Hopefully yeah. he gets it together by the time this episode is out. <laughs> but like, Ja Morant, bro literally went from trying to make it to the league to getting to the league, getting a Nike sponsorship getting $200 million from the Grizzlies mm-hmm. and getting a power aid deal and is willing to blow it just to prove to his homeboys that like he's hard. And it's like that, that is what, that's what we miss. He don't have the, it's like when you don't know who you are, you're trying to please everybody else to make it seem like you fit into this group. Right. And I feel like a lot of Christians do this Yeah. because They've given their life over to Christ, but none of their actions have changed. So they still live ratchet. Jesus. They still live ungodly. They still live crazy. They physically said that they proclaim. But because Jesus they Christ. declare yes. Jesus is Lord, they want to call themselves a Christian. And it's like, no, 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 no. God is going to ask you for everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus says. <laughs> Jesus says. Pick up your cross. And follow me. A lot of people don't want to carry no burdens, bro. You don't want to carry no burdens. You don't want to go through nothing. You're not gonna run. There's no way around it. You gotta go through something, bro. And I think the people. I think we overlook how how tumultuous the mm. cross was. That's a good one. I'm gonna have to take that. That's an essay <laughs> word, cheese. That's a that's a bonus point. <laughs> but yeah, we don't it's... we don't look. We don't understand how just dark the cross actually was. And so we think that when Jesus says that, oh, I'm picking up my cross. I'm reading a chapter a day. Lord, I picked up my cross. Oh, God. And it's like, no, fam, your life. I don't want, I don't want happy. I want your life. Right. I want all of you. I don't want none of this in or out. No, 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 no. Um, I think it's a revelation. It says that if you're going to be on fire, be on fire. Oh, yeah. I'm just like paraphrasing. So yeah. y'all don't come at me in the comments. Yeah. You're misquoting scripture. Jesus Christ. Relax, man. Um, it essentially talks about how if you're hot, be hot. If you're cold, cold be, be cold. cold. But if you're lukewarm, lukewarm. I'm going to spit you out. Yes, sir. And it's like you have to pick a side. Yeah. Jesus says this in Matthew's gospel. Those who are for me. Those who are not for me are against me. Absolutely. You cannot. So it's like he leaves no middle ground. 
You can't there's no such thing. There's no such thing. We as humans have made a middle ground we to want, where we all can be comfortable in our sin. We want it to be to both. Right. We right. want both. We want, we want to be, be able to love Jesus, right. God, I love you, and still be able to sleep with our girlfriend. We want to be able to love God, love Jesus, and still be able to go smoke. <laughs> it's like no fam. Yeah. Because the problem is you're making these things idols. People will you're running to weed for peace. Bro, people will make excuses for that though. I'm human. God knows I'm my human. heart. People God made people God made that. weed. People love that. God knows my heart. God put it in the earth. My brother, I get it. But be wise, bro. You're, be, you're literally cooking yourself. Yo, and I'm not saying like I don't because it's not sinful. Oh God. Now I'm messing with people's <laughs> theology. Because smoking yeah. weed is not sinful. Mm. It's just not wise. Man, God says to be clear-minded. You cannot be clear-minded intoxicated. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. So as much as you love it. If you're inebriated, (laughs) you are going, you're going to be like, it's the thing that I've realized is that it jeopardizes your witness. Mm -hmm. Paul says this in Romans, that your unrighteousness suppresses the truth. That when we are unrighteous, okay, I'm going to break this down really quickly. There's a difference between ungodliness and unrighteousness. Paul talks about this in Romans. Ungodliness is our violation to our relationship with God. Absolutely. So this is the first couple of commandments that um, Moses gets from God in Exodus. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not use the Lord's yeah. name in vain. Those. Yeah. But then unrighteousness is a violation to our relationship to our fellow human. Mm-hmm. So this is the latter half right. of the Ten Commandments. Right. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt mm-hmm. not steal. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like when we are unrighteous and we are violating that relationship with another human, it suppresses the truth of our gospel. When we try to share our witness, when we try to evangelize with someone else, and we are living unrighteous, then that unrighteousness suppresses the truth exactly. of the gospel that we are trying to share. Yeah, it is. Because it's hard, bro. It's hard to follow somebody that isn't doing the right thing. It's, it's as cliche as it sounds, bro. Getting a blueprint is inevitable when you're trying to be successful. When you are pursuing a certain career, it's only smart to go follow somebody who's already, already doing it. it. It's inevitable that that's the best decision you can do. Now, what a bad decision is, finding somebody that is doing that, but they're at, they've been at the same level Forever. Since they started, that's a red flag. Now, I'm not saying you can't talk to them because then they'll give you what you shouldn't do. Yeah. But you should always get the should do's from the people that are successful at it. So when, sure. you, when you don't want to go through something, that's that's a dangerous thing, bro. You got to be around people that, that are comfortable. Being comfortable is a bad thing, bro. bro. Being content is, is important, but being comfortable is bad. Yeah, you don't want to get complacent. No, no. Because if you if you get too complacent, you'll start to allow your gift to dry up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's You'll dangerous that. because because when your gift when you when you stop using your gift, God is going to give it to somebody else. And when, then what does He need you for? Your job is done. Goodbye. Yeah, just like the parable of the talents, where Jesus says, "The one who has more will be given more, right? And the one who has less will be taken away from." It's inevitable. You need. It's like you if need you to don't steward what God gives you, it won't survive. You need to. I, I had this conversation with another musician before, and growing up in my home church, it was always taught that. Yes, you have a gift, but 
when you use your gift for good, then God gives you the anointing for it. For you know, sure. Then he's then he allows you to push. But if you're not using your gift for good, it's it's gonna be stripped away. There is no anointing because you you didn't even do the basic things right. I think there I think that's the delineation. Gifting and anointing. Mm -hmm. Right? There, there's like, a very fine line. Wow. You can be gifted at something and just use that thing forever. Yeah. There are plenty of people who are gifted at something. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference once you have anointing. And I think that's what you're hitting at. That can With, be stopped. Once you have a level of experience. Right. Of once you have a level of just like pain and turmoil that you have went through. Mm -hmm. That God has seen you through with whatever your gift is. Whatever your struggle is. Once you have seen that and you've been through that. You realize there's just another level that you can tap into. Absolutely. Bro, there's always going to be another Bro, level. Bro, like, always. my most powerful sermons come from my greatest struggles. Bro, that remind, bro, your testimony is not your own. People are so scared to tell people what they go through. You don't realize that your testimony can be somebody's breakthrough one day. We overcome by the blood of the yeah, Lamb absolutely. and by the word of our testimony. It's like the only way you can get victory. It's through testimony. Bro, this, this past Sunday, I didn't play at my church, so I was working at one of the conference, of course. And a young lady, um, one of my guys, Meech, she had got a call from this young lady that was getting abused by her boyfriend. Um, so she traveled to Durham, you know, to, to see him. And she, of course, didn't have presentable clothes, so Meech gave her um, his clothes. And it broke my heart, bro, because you showing up to church after a traumatic event after years of abuse, bro, can you can you imagine like how scared she even was to come to a church after something like that? But what broke my heart was she said that she felt out of place. My thing is, church is for people that are hurt, and I emphasize to her: do not feel bad about bringing your your sorrows, your guilt, your troubles, and your struggles to God. That's who needs to know. He already knows. Of course, he already knows. But he needs to understand that you know where your help is. Church is a hospital for the hurting. Absolutely. Bro, it, it hurts my heart when people just don't want to go because they feel too hurt. I'm like, bro, there's no such thing as too hurt. Yeah. No such thing as too hurt. Just give God him a uses pain. Give him a try. Please. I always, I always tell people, people that stop going to church because of one or two people or because they felt some type of way, just give it another try. Just give it one more try. Go to another church. Or even if you need to stream online at home. God can meet you at home. Yeah. Just try it. Exactly. For sure. I don't want people to overlook the fact that pain is intentional. Oh, yeah. God oh, yeah. uses pain. That there's a certain level of pain that God uses to produce purpose. Jacob is wrestling with God. And the Bible says that Jacob says, I won't let you go. Until you bless me. Then the angel touches the socket of Jacob's hip and dislocates Jacob's hip. And then the Bible says, no longer will you be called Jacob, for you will now be called Israel. Nowhere in that text does the Bible ever say that Jacob's hip gets healed. Right. Jacob does not leave with a healed hip. He leaves with a changed name. And sometimes I think we <laughs> overlook the fact that God will use pain as a method yeah. for us to receive purpose. Yeah. God will yeah. use pain to show us 
that what I'm doing right now, I know you don't understand it. Yeah. I know you don't get it. I know it hurts. Yeah. I know it makes you want to run from me. But I am using this thing as a bridge to get you to purpose. A lot of people need that because they need to build character. A lot of people have no character because they haven't been through anything. There is, like you said, bro, pain is so important because it builds. It builds character and it builds purpose. There's nothing better than going through something and actually learning something. But people that go through something and then just get hurt, they just feel hurt, they feel betrayed, and they feel like they've come out hurt or worse, bro, you're you're not, you're missing the mark. All pain is meant to do is prune. Oh, yeah. Gotta, you got to, bro. God is using pain to prune. <sighs> This this was this was needed. We have to do this again. Vegas I feel like this one. Already. Yeah, bro. We we well, Tom flew. Jesus. We 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 have to do this again. Yeah, we um, we, we have to be the same time too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> nah, they, they cool people. They just too loud. All right, fam. It's pretty good stuff. Um, me and Mike had a pretty dope conversation. Um, we definitely have to continue this. We ran out of time today because we just busy and it's latest crap. Yeah, it's the only um, time we could have did this today. And so, yo, if you guys really enjoyed this content, if you like this content and want to see more of this type of content, um, how about you hit that subscribe button? Absolutely. Um, like this, share it with a friend. Yep. Um, if you see a clip that you want to grab and tag me and Mike on it on socials, that would be great. That would be incredible. Mm -hmm. Be greatly appreciated. Um, we hope that this conversation left you better. Um, we hope that this conversation helped you and made you think about pain and gifting mm. and a whole bunch of stuff that we'd have talked about. Absolutely. Um, in a different light. And so, yo, I love y'all. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Absolutely. Love y'all.